Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into part number two of our, uh, I guess you could call it Marvel 2022 MCU deep dive. Uh, Last week we reviewed um, and talked about Hawkeye and started to get into a little bit of Spider-Man No Way Home, but didn't get a whole lot. Matt had a rant where he went off on some uh, some Marvel fans a little bit there, uh, which is great. So my name is Casey. And my name is Matt. You know, it's really our goal just to like tick off uh, (laughs) as many fan bases as possible. You know, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we we talked about Hawkeye and we kind of had a little bit of a, a conversation about where the MCU was heading. But now we transition to what is probably the most anticipated movie of 2021. I'm not going to lie. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home. Before we get into the storyline here, I just I think it's really important to just talk about um, its success, Matt. Um pandemic what pandemic i think is the first thing we need to say Uh, on a budget of 200 million dollars this 148 minute movie which is the third longest mcu movie out there has currently grossed 1.403 billion dollars at the box office i mean those those are the kind of numbers that are impressive pre-pandemic let alone during a pandemic this was a movie where if you tried to see it on opening day, if you didn't get your tickets ahead of time, and I know it crashed AMC's website and a couple of others, it was really hard to, unless you were a single person. Matt, yeah. and, I, Matt and I, even on, not Matt and I, Nate and I, even on Christmas day, which was a week later, it was hard to get a showing. Like we were able to find one, but the theater was packed. But I will tell you by far an amazing, amazing, superhero movie and dare i even say just movie generally speaking what do you i I I would agree with that and and what i so i i I saw it thursday night the 16th before it came out um it was an on a whim and also when you live in a smaller town uh there's more seats available at your local theater (laughs) fair enough um but it was still it was still pretty full like it definitely a lot of people there and the fun of it had end game levels of like cheering in the movie theater and just being around that type of energy like when yeah. when charlie cox's daredevil uh, is on the screen oh yeah like people were cheering mm-hmm. when when uh, i mean sorry blanket spoiler alert again uh, like uh, if you're listening if they're to, listening to part two they, they, they've had to have yeah come on when andrew garfield and toby wire like first come on like the theater went nuts like it was yep. <laughs> like everyone was just going bonkers and that was such a fun that was so fun to be a part of like to be a part of yeah. that environment where people are cheering and going nuts and that, it was just so much fun you know and what i will say you know and we're going to get into the storyline here in a little bit but i will say the internet has actually been really good about no spoilers here i have not seen one picture of toby Maguire, andrew garfield and um uh, tom holland together yet in 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 the movie i have not seen us had i not seen it yet and this is again three weeks removed now i still would not know that the three of them are in that movie yeah I, I have mean, not seen once I have seen the spoil. We, we talked about this um, on part one. I've seen the memes where, you know, who's that kid at Tony Stark's funeral. I've seen those memes and I want to understand what those are. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I have not seen a spoiler yet. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, uh, that must be the communities that we follow. So, you know what? Communities that follow us. Thank you. 
thank you huh. to you because that that means that you're not spoiling anything. Ah, it means you're you're, you're, like, you're you're taking some responsibility, which is you, great. You are so. being responsible moviegoers. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, and and that's one reason why this movie did so well. You mentioned it, where it you are bringing 30 years of Spider-Man films all together into one film. And so you've got, you've got the perfect combination of nostalgia for, for, I I don't want to put myself into the older generation, but I'm an older generational person. 2001, man. I mean, it came out in 2000, 2001 was the first, was when, when Tobey Maguire's movie came out, it was 20 years ago. Yeah. And then he um, looks it too. He, he was, he was looking a little older. Andrew Garfield. I swear he doesn't age at all. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, and I, I, and then the news, you know, anyone who's, who's just came into Spider-Man in the MCU, you, you, it's this perfect combination, and and I felt like all of the callbacks they did to the previous movies fit right in. It mm-hmm. felt heartwarming at times, and you know, obviously, humor is a huge part of Spider-Man. Like the the yeah. the, the the moment where he's like, "I was in the Avengers," and like, "Wow, that's really cool." What's the Avengers? Is it, yeah. is it a band? Were you in a band? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, I will say the on-screen chemistry. Okay, I, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Sorry. Okay. No, it's okay because it's it's exciting. I want to stay on this line of track. First of all, this was the worst kept secret in Hollywood. Like. Everyone knew this was going to happen. It had been rumored for over a year. It was the worst kept secret in Hollywood that these two these two actors were going to be on the set. What we did not know was to what extent they were going to be part of this movie. Like, I think best case scenario in people's mind going to this movie was that there was going to be a cameo, maybe for a couple of minutes. They might get, you know, a couple words of wisdom from the, from the, from the other Spider-Man. You might get a couple words of wisdom from the other Spider-Man and move on. And I will tell you, they set it up that way. They set it up that way. When you first meet Andrew Garfield and then you meet Tobey Maguire's character, and then they're up there on the roof with, with Tom Holland's Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1. Um, when they're up there with him, and then he's like, you know, you should just go back to your dimensions or whatever. And that was that. I thought that's all we were going to get. I had no flipping clue in my mind that it, they were going to literally be with us till the end of the movie. Yeah. Like they were with us from the halfway point through the end. They played not just cameos. They were major parts, major parts of this movie. That was huge. That was huge. That said, I have no criticism of this movie at all. I, Matt, I can't. I, 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 I can't. Like you said, there were heart moving, heart moving, uh, moving parts. The, the, the chemistry between the three Spider Mans and the way they talked, the way they understood each other, the way in even not saying certain things, but just the way they looked at each other, one another, and they knew how the other person was feeling. Allowing Andrew Garfield's Spider Man to get the win and save MJ. Yeah. Now, I, I never saw the, the Andrew Garfield, um, uh, Spider-Man's. I never saw the amazing Spider-Man's, but I heard they were pretty good. At least the first one was there. They're, they're, I think, I don't want to say they're like the most amazing movies ever, but I don't think they're as bad as what, as what people say they are. But, to, but in the, in the movie, you know, for him to talk about how he was not able to save his Gwen, his MJ, and for him to be able to do that in that, I'm tearing up thinking about that moment where he can just look at her and like, he got to redeem himself. They did these characters justice. And, and that is, 
this might be something we want to save a little bit later for for our conversation about the broader MCU, but I just I feel like that is something that Marvel Studios overall they have a quality of work for the majority of what they put out there. They don't put out subpar crap. But this is this is what separates the MCU from and the most most like thing you compare it to is the the DCEU, DC mm-hmm. Comics where or the DCM movies is anytime I watch a DC movie, you don't feel as much of the the heartwarming aspect of it. It's very much focused on like this I I don't know, like dark and grittiness and and yeah. like almost the more personal struggle, whereas like this has that and and does it so so well where it feels natural it doesn't feel awkward like i mean that's the whole thing with like the batman versus superman where one of the big cruxes of the movie is that their moms have the same first name and you're like what is going on <laughs> and mm-hmm. this this feels more natural where you've got the spider-man and you've got and and their their relationship you've got peter and mj and ned that friendship Uh, you've got his relationship with his aunt that's heartwarming. Like, you've got that kind of stuff. And I thought Willem Dafoe was fabulous. Phenomenal, (laughs) man. He, 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 seriously, got, uh, what was it? uh, Goblin? uh, Green Goblin, yeah. Green Goblin. And not only was he fabulous as a Green Goblin, but he was fabulous when he wasn't playing the Green Goblin, when he was, like, sane, when he was normal. Like, he played two parts in that. And in in the the double cross that ends up happening, you don't really see that happening. Uh, Dr. Um, Octavius's um, uh, Doc Oct, Oct, his his transition to where he's not bad anymore. Wow. Sandman. I thought Sandman was amazing. Um, Electro. I love the scene where they talk about needing a black Spider-Man. I just thought that was phenomenal. <laughs> talk about being meta. Mm-hmm. Like I agree. Like they did not skimp in the way that they did any of these characters. I do want to say the Aunt May dying scene. Damn. <laughs> I, I I don't know if if you knew that was going to come. I did not know I, that was going to come. That hit me hard. Like, why? Like, why? I, I know why they had to do it. I get where they were. I, know, I understand the plot device they were using. But damn, man. Like, wow. And then, and then, and then to have Toby and Andrew, uh, you know, with great responsibility. What is it? With, with, with great, great power, power comes great responsibility. And that was what she had said to him. Like, that That whole thing. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was perfect. And why it was so emotional and why maybe other Spider-Man movies haven't been able to have this type of emotion is because we all know that Uncle Ben is the crux. Mm-hmm. And I think what we were thinking was that, oh, Uncle Ben we haven't seen, so he's probably already dead, and that's why... Spider-Man got into this whereas oh no 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 it's it becomes like this is almost Spider-Man's kind of you know before Spider-Man becomes your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man it, it, it flips the script yeah and uh, instead of like he builds up to this it's almost like he started out as this you know well-known Avenger well-known person and now with everyone forgetting him, he's back to friendly neighborhood I, I, Spider-Man. I didn't think about that. That that that's clever, man. I you're right. Like it's like he he's this celebrity that everybody knows. He lived this life of celeb, and through this one spell that's cast, 
no one remembers who he is so he has a chance to reinvent himself whatever that may be and he goes back to just being the friendly neighborhood spider-man i didn't think about that yeah that, that that's smart yeah i think and i think that could be explored really well in some future films of wouldn't it be nice if i could call up tony stark or i had my stark technology or i could get help from this person or and and i think that 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 adds so much more whereas again like the the staple of spider-man is that he is your friendly neighborhood spider-man and he doesn't have all the gadgets and everything and so now that he's had all the gadgets and that gets taken away i think that's an interesting wrinkle that we have not gotten in a lot of spider-man if they keep it if they keep it because the multi the multiverse of madness may change it on its head and and everyone remembers or something who knows right i mean you got to think that we're getting miles morales spider gwen like something like that at some point in the mcu yeah Um, even tom holland said that he you know he'd love to see a black spider-man at this point which i think is would be amazing um okay let's transition over to uh dr strange and benedict benedict cumberbatch 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 I knew what you meant. Oh my god! That <laughs> is this another Saturday Night Live sketch or something where we screw they screw his name up. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, what you know? I think one of the things that I enjoy about this movie too is that we get some Doctor Strange being Doctor Strange, not this side character of Infinity War and Endgame. Like the last time we really got to see Doctor Strange in his element doing all of this stuff was. Doctor Strange and then in Infinity War and Endgame come along and he's there but he's not he, he's he's just one of you know 16 characters yeah. where here we get a lot more we get some of his humor we learn that he's not the Sorcerer Supreme anymore yeah. which I thought was a really interesting twist mm-hmm. um, which explains why um, Wong was there in greeting um, Shang-Chi and his friend uh, versus Doctor Strange which kind of answers that question now yeah yeah. Um, what I mean, what do you think? Did you what do you think of Strange? A Strange's character. I thought it's interesting that he kind of is like this renegade still, where yeah. like he just asks, you know, Peter asks him to do something. He's like, sure, yeah, whatever. And Wong's like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, whatever. Um, but you know, setting up, you know, now that we've seen a trailer um, for for Multiverse of Madness, it being the end credit scene, and yeah. which was know, an interesting. Um, interesting decision on their part to use the trailer as an end credit scene i think it makes sense i i I think some of it is i'm I'm sure it's hard to i'm sure sometimes the end credit scenes are hard to come up with of like okay what do we reveal what do we set up and so at this point it's like ah we'll just drop the trailer um you know it's very much this okay continuing wandavision but here's what i also love is that you know, she says, you know, I, I know I made mistakes. And he says, I'm not here to talk about Westview. And, you know, this is something that I remember Feige talked about where it's, okay, how do we make these movies to where you didn't have to see the TV shows, but it added something. And so if you'd seen that trailer, you'd be like, I don't know what that is, but he, they're talking about something else. But because we know that it's like, okay, she clearly like, recognizes her mistakes and now strange is asking her for help and and kind of the big question of all this is is scarlet witch going to be on his side on a villain side and then the other thing that 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 got me that i that you probably didn't catch unless you read about it is this is also the first what if crossover where 
in episode four of Marvel What If, it's what if um, Doctor Strange loses his heart instead of his hands. And so it's all based around the idea that the the, the event that turns Doctor Strange towards the mystic arts is um, Nurse Palmer dying, his his girlfriend. And basically it it he tries to change that event that is unchangeable and becomes evil Doctor Strange. Oh. And uh, and the epi- the episode ends with him like evil Doctor Strange fighting himself, and that's pretty much what this looks like. Is that that universe exists in the MCU as well, and that Doctor Strange is coming into the MCU? And oh man, I'm 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 excited <laughs> so, for it. Let me ask that: Is what if canon? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, because Feige had said like. You know, don't be surprised if some of these characters come in. Um, and, and I thought that meant Captain Carter. I thought we were going to see Captain Carter. Whereas, um, and I don't know if it's canon in the way that, like, they're going to reference those storylines. But um, it's canon in a way that I think they can do this where they bring in a character. But I think it follows the same thing. If I hadn't told you that, it it doesn't... Mm-hmm. alter your enjoyment of this Doctor Strange movie. It yeah. just, for those of us that decided, yeah, I want to watch that, then it just adds a layer of something that we can put on top of it. So it's episode four of What If, if you want to they're, spend um, 20 minutes watching almost it. almost like they're going down the Star Wars path to some degree, where they've got the main the main plot, and there's all the side stuff on the, on the side that can help increase your enjoyment well and in terms of like where this is going i i I think that's kind of what they're setting up the disney plus series as like as these this is going to be definitely canon but it's going to be its own separate storyline just looking at the characters that they're picking like she hulk where her whole thing is she's a lawyer and so i'm I'm assuming it's going to have a little bit of a daredevil type feel and be surprised if daredevil is in that series a little more on the ground type thing. Um, same with Moon Knight, a little bit, a little bit like that as well. Echo clearly is, you know, kind of a from the streets type person. I, I wonder if there's going to be kind of these. The movies are going to tackle this whole multiversal problem, and then these Disney Plus series are going to deal with the trickle down residual consequences of that in these little pockets of stories. Well, and that's where I think. <clears throat> Maybe why maybe why they might be more successful in some regard, or at least from my perspective, someone who's more of a you know I, I'm definitely more of a, an MCU diehard than I am a Star Wars diehard, and I still to this day have found it very difficult to get into those animated series of Star Wars. Where here I can I can dive into these individual series because they're limited series; they're not much more than five or seven episodes or eight episodes. Where you know I'm not going to watch five seasons of twenty episodes a season; like that's just a lot to dive into. Um, but in fairness, too, it also is. I guess I am following along with it as it's coming out. Where these other things have been in the past, and I wasn't necessarily following along with them. I, I think if you were to pick up the MCU right now, like you have never that's a lot. That's a lot <laughs> of content. It's a lot of content, and there are there are people who are you know kids being born today. I mean, I think about it right now. Blake, my my nephew, he's he's seven. 
um, he's just slowly starting to get into some of this stuff. Like at some point, is that switch going to turn on? Cause Ryan, Ryan's not a huge MCU guy. You know, is he going to turn to uncle Casey and say, uncle Casey, I want to get into this. It's like, all right, man, let's get you started. Let, let's, let's get you rolling. Let's do it. You okay, know, we, we gotta, uh, this Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man movie. Yeah. We got to start back there. This is an we MCU. Gotta, we got to, we got, it's okay though. You got, you got, you got to feel, you got to feel you gotta know what we, you gotta know what we went through in 2001. We got to watch the 1998 X-Men. We got to go there. We got to watch that first because they're going to bring it. I'm telling you, they're going to bring it. Okay. And you before have to wait after Infinity War to feel the pain. <laughs> oh. All right. Before we go there, um, anything else about Spider-Man? I, I, I want to make sure that we really give it the, the – was there anything bad that you can think of? I mean, I, I think that's not? part of it. We can go through and talk about favorite parts and favorite characters and all this other stuff. But, I mean, it, it's just a downright fun, fun movie. And and one that I'm itching to see again. Yeah. Um, and just n- now with Omicron numbers up, I'm like, you know, maybe I don't want to go spend an hour. Just wait, and, just wait for it to come out. Yeah, I'm just going to wait yeah. for it to come out at this point. Um, especially because seems, things seem to be making the jump from theaters to video pretty quickly. And I believe now. they said that this might make the jump to Disney Plus, unlike the other Spider-Man movies. Yeah, that's that's going to be the question, is if it makes Disney Plus, heck yeah, I'm watching that all the time. Yeah. But uh, um, I just finished re-watching Shang-Chi again. And, did you? Uh, I did, and I, I enjoyed it just as much as the first time. So, it's a good uh, movie. It is. Um, it's, it's a good movie. Okay, so let's do this. Um, before we talk like just overall where we think Marvel's heading, what are we, what are we setting up? Okay, so just talking movies, we have well, no, let's not do movies. Let's do movie and, and 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 series. So in phase four, and I and I'm counting Black Widow as phase four. I know it's technically not, but I'm gonna count it. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, um, Spider-Man, Loki, WandaVision, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, and um, Hawkeye. Right? Am I missing any? There's seven, I think, seven pieces of content that come out. I'm not putting what if into that category, but those seven. I think that's it. I think you're right. Okay. Put Someone's screaming order. at the pot of the one we forgot. <laughs> yeah. Put, put them in the order. Where, 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 rank them in your mind. Where, where, where do you put them in terms of oh, favorites? Did you say Eternals? Oh, Eternals. Thank you. That's the fourth <laughs> okay. one. Okay. So I knew there was one more. Okay. Put them in the order. Where are you at with them? Um, I mean, Spider-Man, Spider-Man's got to be number one. Like it, it's it that's got to be from the expectations to what it was it met dare i say exceeded my expectations okay i will say not far behind that for me like it's close i could debate this and convince myself i think wandavision is number 2 i'm with the, you the uniqueness of that series is is unlike anything i've ever seen and unlike i've seen after that I think those two are interchangeable. I, I yeah. really do. I, 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 again, I we're right there with you. Spider-Man. I, 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 honestly, I think the two are, I, I can't put one above the other. I if, think those two if are. If someone were to email us and be like, you're wrong. WandaVision is number one. I'd be like, you know what? Respect. Fair enough. Like, yes, respect. Fair enough. All right. Now, so where do you go from there? Now it's where it starts getting a little bit tricky. Um, I mean, I guess he, Black Widow, I guess, is at the is at the bottom. Um, I can yeah, I can say I that. Could, I could give you that. Um, yeah. Though you know, it did give us the character of Yelena, so um, you know, give me g- give me that. Um, I would argue Falcon and the Winter Soldier probably falls above that. 
in my mind. I think Falcon yeah. the Winter. I was not a Falcon Winter Soldier fan. I don't feel it like it advanced the story all that much. Yes, we got new Captain America. I, I get that, but I don't feel like it advanced the story all that much. So I'm with you. I think Black Widow's at the bottom. I would put Falcon next. Yeah, yeah. Falcon Falcon Winter Soldier is kind of so Falcon Winter Soldier and Black Widow are down there, mm-hmm. um, and so then now in the middle we've got the last ones. We've got Shang Chi and Eternals, and mm-hmm. then Hawkeye and Loki. And Loki. Um, I'm gonna go with Loki being third for me on the grounds of again it was something a little bit different. Okay. Um, uh, you know the whole TVA and that whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, um, I kind of felt different, had a different yeah, vibe on it. A yep. different vibe. I, I thought that was very, very fun. Um, oh man, like and 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 let me let me say here, these rankings are now split in hairs. Um, <laughs> like it, just because I rank something ahead of it, it it's not not uh, that. I it, I would say, um, Hawkeye, Shang Chi, Eternals. Then so with my with my top being, it would be Spider Man, WandaVision, Loki. Hawkeye, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Black Widow. I, I think I, you and I are spot on. I might flip Hawkeye and Loki. Maybe. And, and you know yeah. what? Like the, the like all that middle pack, like I think I'm pretty much set on my top two and I'm set on my bottom two. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know a lot of people didn't like Eternals. I, I it was it was okay. It was it, okay. I'm, I, I'm not I'm not high on it. I, I think I have to wait to see if and how the story continues with it, like what do they use from it? I think, you know, like I, I think one of the reasons why it struggles, no, I can't even say that because I would say, I think one of the reasons why I think it struggles is that we don't necessarily have a tie to any existing other character base from the MCU, but then Shang-Chi, we didn't have that either. Like Shang-Chi yeah. was, you know, there was no tie there either. So I, I just, maybe the reason why Eternals struggled as much as Eternals did is that you're trying to bring in a boatload of characters that you know nothing about versus the Avengers where you have the backstory of all these characters. Yeah. So I, it was almost like trying to be Avengers light in some way. Yeah. You know, I, gotta, I, I gotta see it again. Like it comes out yeah. very soon on Disney plus comes out. I you mean, know, we're recording this on Saturday. It comes out on Monday. Okay. Um, no, not Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Um, so I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it again, and I, maybe my opinion will change that way. But I, I think that's where I alter. But I will say, I think why Spider-Man is number one for me is because if you now... We've talked about separating the phases, but if you were to now put all the Marvel movies into a pool, Spider-Man Far From Home or No Way Home is in my top five. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It might be fifth, but it's in my top five. What are your top five? Uh... Endgame, Infinity War, I think are up there just as as great, great movies. Um, it's hard; it's going to be hard to usurp those. Yeah. Um, uh, Captain America two, Winter uh, yeah. uh, Soldier. I I I've rewatched that movie so much, and every time, I'm like, gosh, dang it, this movie is so so good. Um, from there, it is probably uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the original. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie just I, again. I don't know if some of that is like special time in my life, all that jazz, and, and then Spider-Man. probably I put Spider-Man Far or No Way Home there. Like I, I, I think it's it's. Yeah, I don't think I can pick apart, you know, your top five. I think I, I, I'm with you. Infinity War, Endgame. Um, I'm right there with you. I'm trying to think what my other ones. Doctor Strange, I think, falls up mm-hmm. there. I've always liked the Doctor Strange, but you know, it's funny when I think of the three the three Spider-Man movies, Matt. Um, 
all three of them are solid movies. Like I, I put them in my top 10 or top 12, like, you know, so I'm, I'm yeah, I, I, I can see why you would put that up there. I, I, you're right. We've been talking about keeping them separate, but this one transcends that and does a whole lot more. And I think it was, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to see if they do that with other movies where, what are, you know, what other movies crack my top 10, top five of, all-time MCU movies. I, I don't know. Like it's yeah. that, that's a hard that's a hard nut to crack. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's transition and kind of move to the the final part of our 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 part two here, which is um, let's just talk about where we see the MCU going. What are they setting up? What maybe we can't? Maybe it's still too early to talk I was about. Say, Casey, this. I have no idea. I have no freaking clue. I can make some assumptions, but <laughs> I, I mean, this this is based on like a lot of this is based on nothing. I mean, clearly there's there's a multiverse. Like like uh, let's let's start with the the stuff that's like a well duh. Uh, there's a multiverse, and there's going to be bringing in multiverse a multiverse of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you, you think about, I, I, we have, we have the events of Loki. Here's, here's what I think potentially is where we're going to be at. I think all of these various events, you know, take Black Widow out of it. All of these various events have started to happen around the same time. We already know that Hawkeye and No Way Home were set at the same time period. They were both Christmas time, right? So we have that. We know that WandaVision was set around the same time. Um, in fact, I think it it um, it happened after the blip. So yeah, so this is this happens after the blip. We still might. I think we're within that same approximate six month period. We know that Loki has kind of can be whenever we want it to be, right? That there is no timeline there. So in terms of wherever Loki is, okay, let's say that's set up at the same time. Shang Chi. Eternals, we have no idea. I don't know when Eternals took place, to be honest with you. It took place in a lot of timelines. We we know that it took place after the blip, or at least the major part of the storyline, right? My point is this. I think all of these things are starting to converge. And Multiverse of Madness, I think, is going to serve what maybe like an Avengers movie may have served in a phase one Mm. or two or three. And it's going to be this moment of convergence of all these different things happening I also think, and I've been saying this on numerous, numerous Marvel episodes, some point they are going to introduce the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. It's going to happen. The question is, how? And well, the Fantastic when, Four, I think, is going to be in their movie. They've announced the Fantastic Four movie. I think does it happen before that, though? I, I, no. Fantastic Four, it's got, it's got, um, it comes out... I want to say in two or three years, like they've got a director tied to it. And like, so that I think they're going to wait on it's X-Men. X-Men is the big, like with the popularity of Mm X-Men and even I would say popularity of the X-Men movie franchise that's had now two trilogies and a trilogy of Wolverine movies. Mm -hmm. What like it, it, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. Like, I think the big question is, when are these characters going to enter and how are they going to how are they going to interact with the MCU? And who will they be? Will they be some of the same actors we know? Are we gonna see Hugh Jackman? I mean, could he go on playing Wolverine forever? I mean, 
I personally, as someone who has always loved Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I would be disappointed to see someone who is not Hugh Jackman play Wolverine. Like, I know it's not necessarily feasible, but like, I would love to see that or at least some way to bring him in. And I think this is where the multiverse has that capability. Maybe we get to see the cameo of Hugh Jackman cameo in the MCU as Wolverine, but somewhere along the line, there's another Wolverine that we end up with. Like, like I think there's there's such a wasted opportunity if they don't use this as a, a chance to blend these two massive franchises together. Uh, again, I, I trust Kevin Feige. I do. I think Kevin Feige could go on to be the Disney, the Walt Disney chairman at some point. He's that good. Him and him and Favreau, I think like, yeah. why are they not in charge of Disney creative at this point? <laughs> like, <laughs> no idea. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I between, the two of them and then bring Josh tomorrow into the mix. You got everything covered. You're good. You're good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, and, and the fun part about the discussion is saying I don't know, and we've talked again. I've, I've mentioned this. It's so much fun. It's so much fun to not know where things are it going. Is. I agree. To be able to have this excitement to now, I mean, we've got a little break from Marvel content where uh, Multiverse of Madness doesn't come out till what May. Yeah, if you call that a break, it's not really a well, break, though, okay, man. I it, mean, it's like four months. I yeah, mean, but it's, I mean, in terms of this year, like, I mean, it was, yeah. it was. Um, we we had Wandavision, then that transitioned into Loki. Oh my god, you're right. Wandavision was 2021, wasn't it? Was 2021. It? So Holy got, smoke! So we had Wandavision, Falcon, Loki, Loki. Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals. All the things that we Hawkeye, just ranked were it's all spider- 2021. You, we had eight different I mean, yeah. if you think about it that is four feature length movies and then if you put the series in there which is like having three movies in each each series that that was like we we, we had like 20 movies worth of content is that yeah. right because there were four series you figure let's say six episodes a series i know there was a couple more for some of them but yeah, that was like having between 15 and 20 movies of content in one year. No wonder I'm feeling a little overwhelmed right yeah, now. Yeah, there's Holy a lot. So, so like, like when I hear, oh, Multiverse of Med is the next thing, it's in May. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think we need a little bit of time to process after that. Wow. Yeah, I think now we're going to settle back into our rhythm. Yeah, where like a year or something I like think, that. I think this was, there was a little bit of backlog. Like uh-huh. there, there was definitely getting through the backlog of the Marvel content, whereas now I think we're going to going to settle into like okay here's your like may will be your summer movie and to that point too real quick just as a side note marvel did a a, no 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 pun intended marvel did a marvelous job navigating the different start dates of the movies and putting them and still making them work like some of this stuff wasn't supposed to come out the way that it came out yet it came out and it still works and it still makes like Kudos to Kevin Feige to having a a grip on his storyline, man. Seriously, I, I there must have been some very complicated meetings with some whiteboards. <laughs> it's like that one meme out there the, of the guy with the all the this goes this this goes this is me playing my fast passes. This is me playing in the MCU. You know, like that's basically what that is. All right, oh, man. Well, you have anything else? Uh, on, on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, no. All right. Um, so SorcererNetwork.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast, on Twitter and Instagram, at BeersEars1928. You can email us, BeersAndEars1928 at gmail.com. Heck, you can even spam us if you want. That's okay. Yeah, send us so, a daily email. We would love to be hear from you. Perfect, yes. <laughs> um, 
But seriously, guys, Happy New Year. Thank you for listening in on parts one and two. Um, yeah, we love you guys, and, and we're going to continue to produce amazing content. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, we got some, we've got some fun stuff planned for this year. Um, we sure do. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, let's raise our glasses. This episode has been on us. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.